I'm Gavin. Oh, okay. My B, it's my turn. Yeah. No, no or tweak. No, also known as. No, okay. I'm hey, not known as anything. Oh, okay. Yup, just Gavin. It's uh, Marcus for Pink in the building. What's good? What's good? What up? Charles in the building as well. It's Charles. And you got Matt Orr has uh, also here. What's going on, everyone? We had a great weekend of Smash Ultimate action here. And Melee, honestly, too, at, at Double Down 2022. Uh, I That's our only topic for today, let's be honest. I mean, there's a lot, a lot to talk about and a lot to dive into here, just looking through the bracket. I think the easiest place to start, honestly, is the winner. Proto Banham, man. Like, what a run from Proto himself. And then also taking out Leo twice. Like, so this is like a super legitimate. You can't be like, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse major. <laughs> Mickey Mouse small, you know, doesn't even count win. It's like two wins on Leo is, that's the hardest thing in the game to do currently today. And Proto did it. Yeah. To him, man. Like that, some. some Grand Finals specifically feels like the real test, you know? Yeah, dude. Bro. The, uh, the best Min play we've seen yet in Ultimate. Big you know agree. what I mean? It was, it was so clean. Big agree. Um, I mean, it's still going to be Mickey Mouse because, you know, Mimmin's a Mickey Mouse character. Fighter <laughs> Pass 2, Mickey Mouse, woo, can't be a real win. Like, How many times are we saying Mickey Mouse? <laughs> we're, 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 oh, yeah. It's crazy. We it's almost reached our limit, little, yeah. We only get five, so. We'll be there for sure, for sure. It's like Wonder sure. Wing. It was, uh, it was just cool to watch. I mean, I've been following Proto, obviously, because I play Mimmin, and... He had uh, had a dip in results in Japan for a little bit. He was kind of struggling to compare to his, his old self where he was like winning all the events or like top eighting all the events. He sometimes he was like struggling to even get top 16 at the event. So it was cool to see him come over here, play well, perform well. And uh, stay. the thing about like Proto is how disciplined his Min is. Like any other Min, they're just at some point, they're gonna fold. Like they're they just fold. They're gonna do something like start throwing their smash attacks out or something that's like really committal and get punished. And he just doesn't. <laughs> he just says, "I'm going to poke you with Ram Ram seventeen thousand times in a row. I'm going to control this space until it gets to the point where I think I've conditioned you well enough to where you won't do it." So it was really cool to see. I've always been a fan, um, and it was just nice to see him get a W. And see that Leo has a character he struggles with, which is really interesting. Yeah. yeah, dude, that was the craziest thing is seeing his because you threw anything at Leo before, Aegis, Pikachu, Rob, Wolf, Roy, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it never really, Pac Man, it didn't, like, it doesn't matter. You throw anything at him, it's not shook. But he did second, have a Mega Man issue. It, oh, yeah. He struggled it, with Mega Man for about, like, I would say six-ish months, maybe a year. I don't know how big the gap was because Mars actually beat him with Mega Man and Kameme beat him at Mega Man yeah. at Evo. Sure, yeah, Evo. Actually yep. the reason why he went into loser's bracket. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how long exactly that gap is, but he's had a slight, like, the only slightest character issues he's ever had was Mega yeah. Man, and it was very brief. But this yeah. Min Min... This Min Min problem feels longer than the Mega Man time. This is like him expressing frustration. You know what yes. I mean? This isn't like, you know, a couple losses. This is like, this is shades of Smash 4 DK. You know what I mean? Yeah, for for him, for sure. Where it's like, and he never got that way in Ultimate, which is, you know, credit to him because yeah, this, everyone. Yeah, this is a compliment. Like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And oh my I God, this guy's a human. I know, dude. <laughs> I know it's it's insane. So, and I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of pass or, or talk around Fighter Pass Two, and mostly Kazuya and Steve, obviously, you know. And it was really interesting to see, you know, how is Leo going to do against those characters and all this stuff. And T, honestly, probably should have won that set. Probably a couple. Fl- I mean, what do you mean? By I think it's, I'm so confident it's, in saying more than probably should have won that set. You know, yeah, you, I mean? probably, I mean, well, you know. I will say that T was like about five electrics off from winning the entire tournament, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I, I, if I had to put a number on it, I would say he was about five. He got like five wind god fists instead of electric wind god fists, and yeah. he was and about five of them, change, and he would have yeah. won the. I, I think he would have won the entire thing, and it like to me, I know T's execution is pretty strong, in my opinion, or at least when, like when I watched it at Summit and stuff like that. So. It was pretty surprising to see, and I, I just feel like he was kind of running out of gas. That's that's how I felt about T's run, where it's like, okay, now the the slight drops are coming out with the Kazuya. You're you're probably, I mean, he was down 0-2, right? And then brought out the Pac-Man. I mean, when you're starting to run out of steam, it's like you just go back to your default main, right? And it just Pac-Man was still like 
It was still no, amazing. That was some of the best I think I've seen his Pac-Man play. Like that was in, first the, cola the, and stuff. Yeah, the buzz, the back air confirm off of the bell, dude. dude yeah. oh, for the trade, for the kill, Are, dude. He just somehow keeps revolutionizing that character. Like I don't get it. Like every time you think, I loved it because when we interviewed the Japanese player, one term that always stuck with me, they were like, "Oh, this character has tricks, right? Like tricks. Like we we might call it cheese or jank or something like that. Like kind of synonymous term, but tricks." And he never runs out of tricks, dude. Like, he just always has them, especially with Pac-Man. Like, yeah. it just looked... I love his Pac-Man, honestly. Like, his character combo is just nasty. It's it just really disgusting. is nasty. It's... What I, oh, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead, Kevin. That moment with the back air off of the bell trade was... It's just... Basically, the buzz landed a hit, and every time you get hit when you're holding an item, there's an RNG chance of you to drop it. So the RNG chance happened there, and he got a kill off of it. <laughs> Dude, just think about how strong Pac-Man is in that state. That's yeah. why like item characters are crazy. You know what I mean? Like Diddy, I don't think it's as crazy as a bell, but Diddy can get reversals off the banana. Diddy can get some pretty crazy stuff, yeah. right? And just like when, and the thing is, the thing about Bell and Banana that I personally, I'm just like, this is ridiculous with how items work when you get hit. It's like you have to respect this character because if you get hit with this item, you die. But then when you open them up. If they're holding it, like there's a, I don't know the exact percentage chance, but I, from what yeah, I'm told, yeah. like, around 50-ish percent, like half-ish percent, where you could just drop the item, and I mean either just completely reset neutral, or you get reversal, which is. I think what's interesting about this crazy. in Smash Four, I'm pretty sure Z dropping items like, like the bell, like I don't think it. It didn't keep its properties. It no. didn't have the electric effect. It, but no, it, none of those fruits had does. property. The yeah, only they didn't one keep their in Smash 4 that kept key. their property during, was key during Z-Drop. Which is why, like, it, in Ultimate, Pac-Man's insanely buffed. Not yeah. only did they revamp, like, all of his boxing options and made him a combo character, essentially, and have an insane narrow to shield, he also got the huge buff of, like, Z-Dropping Bell and shit like that is so strong. Yeah. Oh, he was like, teabagging, man. Teabagging, you know? <laughs> he was with the Bell. He did it, dude. It, it's, it's so, so funny. Um, one of my favorite things to watch when T is playing Pac-Man is when, like, the Hydrant's in the middle of the stage and, like, the two characters are, like, far away from each other. He'll just, like, cross his legs while he's charging fruit, like, literally taking a break. <laughs> like, he literally just he stops the game for a little bit and he's, like, like, you know, collecting himself, super chill, and I'm like, that is just so funny. Like, T is always like the most entertaining person to watch. Like, honestly, T's shout out to that. T's and great. Not a lot of Japanese yeah. players are like that, where they kind of like get powered up from the crowd and stuff like that. You like, you see T when he wins, he like turns to the crowd, like gets them all. <laughs> like, there's not yeah. a lot of Japanese players that do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. pose after the crew battle. Yeah, oh like, yeah, wow. the crew battle. True. <laughs> an entertainer, and it's, it's really cool to see a player like that from Japan. That was so funny. Leo's on the verge. It's like extra hype comeback. Like he's like taking out all these players. He's on Joker, and they're like. What if T? What what if what if he beats T too? And the match starts. He just gets electric once, and it's like, well, zero to death. Yeah, GG, GG, man. That was so. It was very comical, to be honest. (laughs) Dude, R send me if I zero to death you. (laughs) Bro, he fought so hard too. Like there were so many close sets before that. It was amazing, honestly. And then it was just like all the build up. I, we, I remember we were watching a Discord. I'm like, oh, I love this costume fix because if he hits him once, he loses. Like that's it. And then instantly, like <laughs> just crumbled. Like it didn't matter. Like he worked so hard against two other players and just oh. GG's. Dude, Kazuya started mixing in that, that platform OS. Man. That's hard to do. That's hard. So you have to double jump Nair so you can hold the you can down yeah. the input, the crouch mm-hmm. input. And then right when you get out of Nair, you do the rising crouch, but the timing is very tight. Yeah. That's that's actually the FERPS OS on the platform. There use the Nair so you can store the down. So I mean, like when I say his execution is crazy, he He's doing like all the really, really hard stuff because the rising yeah. crouch there does so much damage and it makes it so you don't have to do like one or two more electric extension. You just get that crouch damage. It does so much and then you just, it has so much hit stun. You just go into the dragon uppercut and it's just crumbles them too. And that's a big advantage of auto turnaround, right? Because you can just hold down and then he's going to yes, turn around it, once it you land. Yeah. It's so, it's every option. Who, whoever thought of that is brilliant, honestly. I remember oh, seeing first. that tech when it first came out. It's so good. Yeah, first, that's my go. I love first. Yeah, that that first, guy rules. Dude. Huge shouts to Proto winning the event once again. Like, the most impressive thing about Proto's play is, like, 
like Min Min can be a very like oppressive character and Proto like shows that basically oh, yeah. every time he's on the screen. Like it was just oppressive. Everyone was just getting bullied and like it was just Full dominant. Um, and shout out to Leo, of course. It's funny when the hot topic is, you know, Leo losing and he just gets second place. Like, <laughs> like Dude, damn. that and the Rob. We got yeah, to true. talk about Roberto, man. Yeah. Not coming through, man. That, like, that... just fundies Rob. Yeah, that was pure fun. I don't know, dude. The the combo game on his Rob was going in. He was doing, like, delayed fares into down to it extensions and I'm – I was just like, dang, man, why is it this is like the first time I'm seeing Rob combo like this? I don't know if it's like a Min Min specific thing. I don't know if he's like frame trapping. Maybe he like delays the fair and most Robs just go for guarantee fair, but he gives like a slight delay and it's like, well, if they air dodge, I trap them. If I hit them with delayed forward air, right, I get an extension from that. I can get a dash grab or down to it. So I don't, I don't know if it's just him thinking that deep or he just has a feel for it, but whatever it was, that Rob went in. I was for me, I think the down. game plan was he was – pretty much like chipping away in neutral with projectiles and then at most other other aspects of the game he was just playing like a, a grappler with some good frame data uh most of the success leo got in grand finals was just grappling and then going from there and also just having a stronger disadvantage state than the other characters um and it went a long way honestly and i think if you add in some extra layers then it's kind of scary that he won a set with such a simple strategy. Um, and I think if he kept do, trying that out, it could be a great solution to his current problem. But he has options, you know what I mean? He doesn't have to use Rob again. He can use, you know, if he wants to use Joker, he still can. But um, I think this set is great data for him because it's clearly very doable. And he has the great framework to work with. And uh, he also just had the Leo factor on the Rob as well, like just immediately, like, oh, it's over, like, Proto's winning this game, and then Leo just immediately, like, brings it back or wins, like, you know, all the stuff is there, I think just putting in a little more time, and honestly, like, it's scary to say, um, I think a few more days or a week of gameplay, Leo won that turn that set. I think if he played a little more Rob going into Double Down... Um, it was GG's. That's how confident I am in, in in Leo and just any character he plays. Yeah, the understanding was it, it was interesting because the issue here is, and this this is something that Mega Man kind of holds similar to Minimum, but not as strong is the control of mid-range right and we talked yep. about how leo's strongest phase or his strongest like distance he plays at is mid-range and shuffling in between like boxing and mid he's so good at and that's a lot of ultimate in general but then you kind of there's some characters that can operate past that like sword mid-range like mega man min min right and those are characters that when a sortie forces a sortie to approach that makes the whole dynamic different because yeah. usually swords are like, oh, I'm fading backwards. I'm like, I'm the one creating the zone where you have to uh, go around these hitboxes. But when you have to push that onto another character because they're outranging you, that's really, that sucks a lot as a sword mm -hmm. character. So it's like, I like the answer here. It was very simple. Rob, I have laser, I have top. Uh, laser's transcendent. So even if you yeah. throw an arm, it can't like clank with it. It'll just go through. I win neutral, I can get close with Rob. And yeah. Um, there was even times where just the respect of gyro or laser, it would force Proto not to press a button. And then then it gave Leo opportunities like, oh, I can dash and down tilt. I can like run up fair, right? And all these different things where he he's, he has much more control of the mid-range because Rob is now outranging Min Min in certain areas, right? As long as you have the laser up, maybe the top, right? But the fact that Min Min can still contest in neutral at that distance is pretty crazy, <laughs> right? The ram ram and stuff. So I feel right. like in terms of the exact like tipper range of the arm, they, they, they're on a little bit of even footing because the ram ram just comes out quick, right? So, yep. But Rob can kind of like step out just a little bit from that range. <laughs> and even just, yeah, the disadvantage was so much better. You saw so many times like Proto was destroying everyone. Like it was so, and I said this a lot on the mic, Proto's offstage yeah. was so fun to watch. And he really is pushing this game in terms of the offstage meta. So much players at the top, and this is like completely respectable because it's a consistent strategy, but you, you watch a lot of players and like, this is like Leo, Spargo, Tweak, a lot of those players will 
stand by row on ledge trap rather than go off stage and just go for the two frame ledge trap afterwards, right? Super consistent, very good. But Proto is like, I mean, he'll still go for two frames with Minmin, but I've seen him close out so many stocks with like just dropping really low, early and, like, kills, killing in the oh. bubble. Like the the kill spark can't even zoom in on you. That's how deep Proto goes with Minmin, and I think his understanding of the off stage is so interesting because there was even so many times where proto was getting edge guarded and he would just reversal and sometimes even reversal for the ko with like a b reverse like up b and stuff like that or yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like crazy stuff like that is absolutely insane with a character that has a very mediocre recovery right yeah. i mean your best justification is like jump ram, ram <laughs> like ram ram and then jump up and you just got to space around that one essentially burst option so it's not like super super bad but the fact that he was recovering the way he was and how much people he edge guarded was absolutely insane. And even getting him on Rob, yeah. a character that can like go low, drop really low, and not really yeah. get tested, right? It, yeah, it, for me, it wasn't the range. Obviously, was a huge part of it, but it's a timing mix up too, right? And there's two hits that you have to account for, and which one, which arm is she using as well? Like, there's just so much, and it felt like Leo and anyone really who plays against the top level min min, you're gonna run into those timing mix ups. You know how many arms are coming out. It's just so much to keep track of, and the way that Proto was throwing it out, dude, was just ridiculous. Like it was just he felt unstoppable, honestly, at certain points, and even like on the de on the defensive side too, Charles. Like you said, not just the recoveries, which were immaculate, obviously, but dude, he didn't give. Leo an inch. He didn't down throw instant mash out at 120. Like just go. Oh, his like, mash you, was wild. Like, you his mash do, was insane, dude. You couldn't do. That's why yeah. he had to ice him out in between. He had to get his hands. You know what I mean? Got to get him. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> him up. Him, man. Yeah. dude. Yeah, my hands were hurt too. Shit. Like he was just man. He was going for it. He did. Leo had to work for like every kill basically, whether it was off stage yeah. looking for the recoveries, which typically that's a good way to attack Min Min. Grabs nothing. Like you just couldn't get anything. It was just it was very impressive from Proto across the board, offensive, defensive, all that good stuff. It, yeah. was, it was incredible. When people say that Mimin has like a bad recovery, it's like it's like this weird thing I think of where you know how people always say, Bro, Cloud's recovery is so garbage. Like yeah. but then you like watch Cloud. You don't see it happen like, as often you don't as you would expect. Really see it happen. It's like, is his recovery that bad? And it's because on the way back, Cloud just has ways to fight you. Like, yeah. you, there's just, oh, man. Like, Insane air mobility, too, right? Yup. Oh, uh, you got too close? I can cross slash. And then it becomes a mix-up. Or, yeah. oh, I have limits on up B. We're not even going to talk about limit. But, like, up B <laughs> is just, that hitbox is gigantic. Like, Min Min will just fight you from the blast zone on her way back to the stage. Yeah. And that's what makes it so hard to edge guard her. And Proto is really good at, like, deciding when he was going to throw out a button or just be like, you know what? I think they're respecting me right now, so I'm just going to upbeat to the edge. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not even going to worry about that. So it was really cool to see. Um, and I always learn something every time I watch Proto. It's like little things. Like, he's the way he's using, like, down smash is really strange. Like, he would, like, yeah from ledge, he would do, like, The elite jump, smash roll. Yeah, jump air dodge, <laughs> down smash or something like that. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's awesome. Um, I think that a lot of people, you know, what this kind of reminded me of when he went Toon Link against you in, in Smash 4, where he's like, you know what? I've been playing Toon Link recently. I'm just going to try Toon Link against yeah. Donkey Kong. It's like, I've been playing Rob. I heard Rob's a bad matchup, which is not true, but whatever. Um, I heard Rob's a bad matchup. I'm just going to try it. And it worked out for a set. And I think that that's something that he could consider going forward, but... Yeah. He also could, if he really, really got like got to the point where he wanted to win against Min I don't even think Joker's the answer. He could just play Meta Knight, but yeah, probably it's nice to have that. options though. I'm sure that like at least relieves the frustration of like not liking fighting the character. Yeah, like if he if he picked Meta Knight against Min I I doubt he would ever lose. Honestly, damn, but it's that bad. It's it's not that it's that bad. I just think Leo is that good and. There are some things about the matchup where, like, you get hit one time as Min Min, like, or you get grabbed. And that's the problem. Like, as you can see, you can get grabbed a lot as Min Min, as weird as it sounds, like, the range. Yeah. There's, like, specific ranges where if she commits, then it's a problem, so she won't commit. <clears throat> so when they get close, you, like, end up shielding a lot because uh, you don't want to roll too much or, like, yeah. take damage. Yeah. So you can get grabbed a lot as Min Min and Meta Knight will kill you off of a grab, but also kill you off of a dash attack. So 
um and tornado goes through arms so like when you're recovering you can't even fight back you just get hit by a tornado so there's a few ways he could go about it if he decided to ever play meta knight which i think will be really interesting because i know how much he likes meta knight and he's tried meta knight um in ultimate a few times so that could be an option for him as well this is og character man that's when we first heard that's when we first heard about him when he started thought the mk stood for meta knight so Monster Kingdom, maybe you already gotta know. But yeah. speaking of his Meta Knight, one of his first big wins ever was the Buzz, and look at that transition right there. We're going to talk about the Buzz a little. Yeah, bit. I was about to say there's a Damn. lot to talk about with Proto and Leo, but the Buzz's run, bro. Man, I to, go, this man. is what I wanted to talk about too. Yeah, he lost a Frog, who's a really good Bayo if you don't pay attention to From Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Frog, the Frog in the crew battle. I was so confused. He literally like. He three-stocked Bloom with Olimar. I mean, maybe Bloom just doesn't know the Olimar matchup or something of the sorts, but I was very f- surprised when I heard Frog is the one that knocked him he, into the losers. Him losing to a Bayo is just, yeah. Bayo, yeah. I, to- I, I totally agree because, well, I think Frog's brilliant. I think they're a very good player, obviously, but right, right. That, it, it's the buzz, like, and he's so good against Bayo, yeah, so I don't know win. what happened, but that is a huge W. I'm very but curious then... what character the buzz went for that match I mean, maybe maybe frogs just very I, good I actually have no idea. Like, you know what i mean sometimes I, too sure. frogs one of those players where maybe he prepped all weekend to fight to buzz like that was his yeah, whole I'm goal was i'm gonna get to the buzz and i'm just gonna get ready and that's gonna be it so let me see here it was one two let me see if they dude events have been so good about entering like all that stuff but no there were no games reported i don't see anything yeah but yeah bro but the buzz went on for the craziest run. Losers run. Dude, he wow. went 13 shout to. Shout out to my region in general. Jackal and the buzz. Bro. Yes. Jackal. Like, let's fucking go. That was really cool to see. Um, I'm proud of both of them. Of course, I'm uh, always proud of them. But especially the buzz who, like, is no stranger to being in top eight. But it was just cool having them both hold down the fort. Because it's crazy times for Smash Ultimate right now, you know? Like, getting in top 8's a little hard lately because there's just some crazy new stuff going on and the meta is shifting. So, shout-outs to holding it down, honestly. Well, and we started talking about upsets. I think, Marcus, you had a count of, like, the total, even if it was just, like, like an upset. 200 or something, What was right? it? 200? Oh, yeah. There, there were, according to seeding, by seeding, there's, yeah. like, over 200 upsets that happened dude (laughs) which is and there are some really really good players you know like i think riddle's got 33rd which is like his lowest placement in like three years like that's a lot because riddle's has been very consistent so like yeah um this is the first like low placement in a while so if anything it's like a a shout out to Riddles. And smoke Riddles has out. been going to tournaments mm-hmm. every weekend. I know. Yeah, I see him at everything. I'm like, dang. Take a break. He's grinding. <laughs> I know. I think my man needs a break for real. Well, He's the goat, though. Obviously, that's up to him, but. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Either way. But yeah, to Buzz. He Riddles had... and Cola, I just see them at every tournament. They're grinders, <laughs> yeah, dude. True. Bro, I was sitting at my house and, like, I would, like, go on Twitter just randomly and I would just see PG stats and it's like. Yeah, yeah five more. I'm, like, I'm like, bro, it's been five minutes. It's I'll be honest. Five. I have notifications on for PG stats so that when a tournament like it started and like all that stuff, like it, it just I see everything it's as it reminder, happens. Yeah. It's great. Except for this weekend, my phone did not <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah. because it was every four seconds someone was getting upset. <laughs> upset factor ninety six. I'm like, what happened? What happened <laughs> the hell? Bro, Jeez. it was crazy. I was like, this can't be real. Like yeah. Yeah. this does not make any sense. Dude, DeBuzz had 13 set wins at, at Double Down. 13 amazing. and 2 is what he went. Just simply Jeez. amazing. Honestly, know? just it was different. It was yeah. mostly Rosa, especially once mm-hmm. he got going, I think, in Losers. It was like all Rosa. Like there wasn't this counterpick thing going on. It was just Rosa specialist. The Rosa is looking stronger than usual. It was really fucking cool, honestly. Yeah. Like it was just like just fundies. Like, just base character, like, no one even plays Rosa like the Buzz, honestly, in terms of results. And, like, uh, just Dude, he was shout out to the that. Too. Shout out to the Luma landing up smashes. Like, bro, that joint was so clean. Was in the so set, clean. into his. Beating, eliminating Sonics with that tech, literally. I remember and, that. Yeah. Bro, his run, starting with a teaser 3 0. Uh, well, he beat Polar 3-0 after losing to Frog. Syro, the good Roy. Yes, Omar, okay. Chag, 
Ned, Karama, Sonics, Jackal, who Jackal does give him problems locally too. He's beaten him at is it Yeah, it was game five. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think SmashCon uh Jackal beat Yeah, uh, I think Jackal just straight up two O'd him at SmashCon. Oh true. I I don't know if they have any other like majors and stuff, but like that was the last one I remembered. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean amazing stuff, man. And then Paul Kage getting uh uh top twelve as well. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah, Apollo Kage is... There's a lot of like, big players there, and Apollo Kage kind of came out on top. A lot of stickies, like, on the people. <laughs> that was cool. Oh, like, yeah. I, I I thought it was very entertaining to watch Apollo Kage Snake. You know what I mean? Just it, awesome. It's clearly a very different style of gameplay, and it's sick to watch. And yeah. honestly, I want to talk about the buzzes, like, tech, the, uh, the dash attack cancel stuff. Bro. So there's actually, like... When you do a dash attack with Rosa, you can actually cancel the dash attack. So Luma does dash attack, and then you can go into something like grab or jump. Right. If you jump, you nair. What the reason why this is good is one nair is just good, and you can just fast fall it afterwards. But you get to desync Luma for, away from you, but Luma is going to come back to you. So like you can also cancel things like that into special moves and things like that. So there's a lot of tricks there, and then you can actually input a wave land. So he was he was doing like dash attack jump wave land and then off the dash he would wave land into people and off the dash attack connection you can combo it into up smash like and then you can also grab in that situation too right so the player that is receiving the mix up like that's fucked up that's like a really really good tool and then on top of that doing like lunar landings and things like that where you're essentially like uh doing like a back air or a down air right before you hit the ground lumas doesn't really come out it auto cancels and then luma goes into the attack but then you can cancel those attacks with specials too so you see a lot of times the buzz zoning out with like lunar landing back here into side b stuff like that and it was really sick to watch i mean the buzz in my opinion has been the best rosa for quite some time it was kind of debatable in the beginning when kirihara was playing rosa but kirihara now plays chic um and then also on top of that the buzz is rosa just has the results and now we're starting to see all the like more technical stuff come out which is really sick to yeah, see. Yeah, there was just a an extra bit of confidence from the Rosa and just, you know, technical prowess. And it was just, it was cool to see the buzz like that. Um, just like have like a, a character specialist run. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was unfortunate, I guess I should say, that he ran into T because they definitely played three weeks ago in winner's finals and two sets in grand finals. And the buzz actually reversed 3-0-T in winner's finals to get into grands. Mm -hmm. But the uh, buzz went up 2-0, and then T reversed 3-0-ed him the first set of grands. And then I think he 3-0-ed him yeah. in the second set. And I was just sitting there like, T figured out something about the buzz. And just it just hasn't let go. It, he has not let go. So I like saw them that they had to play, and I was like, "Oh no, Debuzz, your run! Like this is so unfortunate." Hopefully, you figure something out from the set y'all played three weeks ago. But I'm I'm just so curious. I kind of want to like watch that set, like those sets, and try to figure out, out what happened. Yeah, yeah, like what T really grasped about about Debuzz's play that's allowing him to get these sets over him. Yeah. Hey everyone, today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Now, I don't know about all of you, chat, but I do be shopping online all the time. The thing is, though, I always feel like I'm wasting money when I can't find a promo code when I'm ready to check out. But, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now, let me paint a little picture for you. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for a coupon it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. So I used Honey earlier this week, right after recording this episode, to order my dog a bag of his favorite treats because he had just ran out. Now I order these things all the time because he's such a good boy. And thanks to Honey, I was able to save $5 on my purchase. I'll be using Honey to save money when ordering these dog treats every time from here on out. It was just so easy to use. And did you know, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com tweak. That's joinhoney.com tweak. 
Uh, Ken is also very consistent uh, True. competitor in top eights lately. Ken got fifth place with uh, Sephiroth and Sonic, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting how it's like you get a bit of, of all the fighter pass too here. Except, except Sora. You get Ken or not Ken. Weird. Sephiroth. Sora. Weird. Oh, it's because Kamehameha is not here. Yeah, oh, That's what I'm here. saying. Oh, Everyone's, okay. Everyone sleeps on Sora, but Sora does have good results, too. Yeah, Kamehameha gets top eight of, like, everything. Yeah. No. Shouts to that. <laughs> Come on, Sora man. is good, I promise. Kamehameha on the win rate Twitter, man. Um, but <laughs> get a little bit of Sephiroth, Min Min, Steve, uh, Kazuya, like, uh, Aegis. Like, all of that was in the top 12. Cloud, you know, like wow. <laughs> I, I think it's character. really interesting to see how specific players are shifting to the meta, um, especially if you were uh, like pre-quarantine or you know what I mean. Like, obviously, there's been a really drastic shift in the meta within oh, the last like, bro, you know, one to three months or whatnot, right? And like seeing Cola play more Cloud is interesting because before that, it felt like he was exclusively solo royal kind of leaning more towards that so it's it it's really sick to see even i mean we we have a top player on this podcast and even for a tweak i know you've been saying you've been picking up more like cloud and sephiroth so just seeing the shift in meta and also another thing i want to mention about double down is that it's like one of the first times we've had a lot of top level japanese talent play in an open bracket environment for like in the u.s for quite some time and we had like top European players like Bloom and stuff like that there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunate that uh, Gluto couldn't make it. I mean, even it still felt like a really sick tournament, even though not every single top seed was, was there, right? Like it was I mean, a great pop- tournament for sure. Like yeah, so it, it it was really cool to see Team Japan come in strong and they performed really yeah. well. Yeah, Japan I mean? like that's a, a topic uh, yeah. in itself, right? Like how Japan took up like most of the winner side top eight. Uh, Plus, losers Shogun and Gak, too. You yeah, know, there's just top a lot of Japanese like, talent in the top 12. That was such a sick set, too, by the way. I don't know if yeah. you guys caught that one, but damn, Shogun versus Gak was so sick. That was. was there were so many good what sets. What a way to end the there. night. Uh, I yeah, for real. Dude, and shout-outs. Can I shout-out Dom real quick, too? My man, yeah. obviously. Oh, That's my, my goat right there. How could it not be? Beating Suarez, which is that is a really really tough matchup for Belmont. Like that is not a fun time at all. And then beating Jackal too. And I know Jackal doesn't have a lot of Belmont experience, but sometimes that just happens to you in majors. And he bounced back and had a great losers run anyway, yeah. so we could definitely talk about it. So Jackal eliminating Riddles was, I think, the most impressive win he had this tournament because I think Wolf versus the fighting game characters is like the risk reward is really out of your favor, like. Uh, you have to win neutral a lot more, and obviously, if you get hit, you're probably gonna die. Uh, when they just, always have rage, too, was, like yeah, Terry yeah. And Ozzie, it's like Wolf usually kills you at like what 130, 140-ish with F tilt by the edge, right? But then when you throw like the Terry and Kazuya weight on it, like all of a sudden it's like, oh man, like I have to, yeah. I have to ledge trap this crazy character that could just get one reversal with max rage and I have to be like very careful and consistent about it. So yeah, I yeah. can see why it's like, would yeah. feel really It's crazy. very stressful, especially in a tournament environment. And I yeah. think like, I don't even think Jackal is that, experienced against that at a top level in tournaments and stuff so just huge win and just a huge run for top eight yeah. uh especially that's the wolf as well especially True. because riddles has been so consistent and that's a matchup he's good at you know and the interesting thing about the True, game yeah. characters against wolf is honestly ryu and ken having focus is so wolf can't break focus easily yeah. in the air like you have to try like i think sweet spot backer can beat level one maybe but even then, like, you have to hard read it with an up smash or something. He doesn't have multi-hit aerials. Like, it's, it is it is a huge factor in that matchup that you can't take advantage of their disadvantage. You yeah. can go off stage against them, which is nice. But even then, it is a really, really stressful matchup for Wolf, for sure. Yeah. Um, One of the but, weirdest yeah. weaknesses about Wolf is a lot of his aerial frame data being the exact same. A lot of his aerials are frame 7, uh, neutral air, forward air, and up air. And I think fighting in characters like that because they can play... Uh, they can play that parry game really well, and there's uh, not a lot of timing mix-ups. There's not a lot of timing mix-ups to open up the characters, so it's really scary to press anything as Wolf. And if you get reversal or if they open you up, like you're more likely to die off of an opening 
than vice versa. So it's it's a really strange weakness to have because frame seven is great frame data. <laughs> like that's a great yeah. number on a m- multiple aerials, but when they're all the same frame, it's it gets a little weird. Thank um, God for back air, huh? That one mix up on the time. Yeah, it is so a good. really crazy yeah. timing mix up nice. sometimes, especially with the air drift and like with side drift, drift in yeah. air. Yeah, yeah. Sweet so spot. sick. Yeah, yeah his, it, his kid is so sick. It's a really. Uh, Backer being, I think, frame 13 changes up uh, things quite a bit, especially with the extra range and everything. Right. Um, but the main thing is you have to be facing a different direction. So it's like a fighting game character can see that Wolf's facing forward and be like, okay, generally, like, my parry timing is going to be about the same. And if it was like a preemptive rising there, it's like, oh, well, that's just a meaty hitbox coming at me. I can just parry it or whatnot. And I, I think it's really cool to hear you talk about it, Gavin, because you used to play that matchup in tournament against fighting game characters like uh back when i coached you what year was it whenever whenever the second let's make big moves happen mm-hmm. it was the one that you actually lost to riddles in winners or losers losers yeah 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 and i mean i i, I remember just i i think it's really sick that you have the experience in that matchup right because you used to play a lot a lot of wolves so yeah, Wario and Wolf versus the fighting game characters is, is definitely difficult just because you do have to fight them at a range they like once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something else that I think was interesting just because of my own experience was the set right after DeBuzz versus Jackal and it was DeBuzz versus Ken. I really wanted to see this one because we've seen a lot of... Basically, I was anticipating the Sephiroth to come out. I'm sure a lot of us would guess that. Like... uh a lots of range versus Rosalina is really nice for bullying Luma. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. Like, you know, it's you know we we've seen a lot of Cloud versus Rosalina and other Smash games and like you know like stuff like that. So I was anticipating the Ken Sephiroth, and we've seen a lot of Ken Sephiroth versus his own region, but we haven't se- really seen Ken Sephiroth in those like big stage matchups versus. Uh, other places and i really wanted to watch this set and just see how it went down and it was really close there was a lot of really like close decisive moments the buzz ended up uh winning it um and the buzz had a lot of counterplay ready that i don't think me and marcus were chatting about it like the the star bits with with uh with luma side b like was just bullying like Sephiroth and just like chipping away and like that damage is a big deal, you know. He who was zoning who? Yeah, won. it was really strange. Right, right. He won the set by doing triple side B into up smash. Yeah, like I was like, bro, huh? getting bullied and chipped that's... away. It's like, all right, catching the jump or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah bro, that's crazy. also how I got my Rosalina into elite smash. So you know, we've all been there. Before. <laughs> Were you side being? Is that actually just smashing really side B and up smashing? Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, a professional I don't know. opinion. Now that I know, if has. I ever do that, I know what the strategy is. It reminds me of ice climbers. I'm not a professional elite smash. Well, he was just like using side B like a sword. Essentially, it it yeah. didn't feel like yeah. he was using it as a project because what i've learned from watching the buzz is he's the best rosalina by far at controlling where he wants luma on the screen like he'll like do certain things like he'll like crouch for a little bit to get luma to move down a little bit or like move back or like you even saw like he got there's like a clip people were talking about where he shielded and got luma to go behind him so he's like doing like certain jumps and certain dashes and certain like movements yeah, that's so to, tricky to make um luma be in certain places and the way he was doing it with star bits it just felt like it was like oh i have another i have a sword now like yeah. i'm going to jump and side b like now you have to respect yeah. me from this distance instead of like the closer range distance so it's it was just really cool to watch the buzz's luma bro, or rosalina mm-hmm. dude again it reminded me of that conversation we had with the the japanese players like invitational the tricks right like it's so mm-hmm. and i don't mean that in a negative way like you gotta be tricky with it you gotta mix it especially in a matchup like this where luma could just die like if you're not yeah min maxing everything you're just gonna be losing so bad dude in the down airs into up smash was so sick too. yeah man. what am like, i watching like pits it's, it's so like pit good dude yeah <laughs> that's the pyro combo bro yeah right yeah, I was specifically thinking of Pit because Pit's down air sends so like it doesn't send very high. Yeah, when you yeah. Hit, so yeah. weak, and that's what Rosa's down air reminded me of. Like the Rosa was hitting different. I think that's why it's a big topic on the podcast today because we've seen the Buzz play millions of times in Smash, yeah. and this run just hit different. Like I really think he should be proud of it. I, I know the Buzz like is definitely you know like a lot of 
like like a lot of us, like just wants the W, but want to run after getting upset so early on. Um, getting so deep. Yeah, I was really, I really wanted to watch this set. I think it was good data for me because surprise, surprise, if I ever played the buzz, like it, you would probably see a Sephiroth come out, right? Like I don't think I um, am catching anyone off guard by saying that. So it helps me a lot. It's fun to watch, and I wanted to see Ken play versus uh, versus other people uh as well uh so that was really interesting yeah and i mean he got fourth right the buzz got fourth yeah the buzz did get fourth yeah that so is, that that, that was the last set he won in the bracket so ken getting fifth um and then the buzz getting fourth losing to t the next round but he lost his round four you know what i mean like, like, <laughs> yeah like, insane. He got fourth. like you shouldn't be here like that's how crazy the run was just the endurance alone is a complete mm-hmm. insanity yeah wild yeah i mean i don't know if you guys want to talk about the crew battle but i mean we did have a crew battle there right we did oh yeah yeah we had a lot oh shut before i mean we also had a lot of because of the top 12 there's a lot to talk about too we had uh we had cola getting fifth as well it's uh, too late beating shuton and jake uh so beating fighter pass two characters which is pretty huge with the cloud. Wow, the cloud came yeah, out. Actually, you know, it's funny because we definitely recorded the Patreon bonus episode yesterday. And it yeah. was literally about this topic of like the the meta shifting. Uh, it was a really interesting episode. Y'all should check it out. There's True. Like Thank Patreon. you for that. I wanted to um, mention that in the intro. This natural pose. We did, we yeah. did uh, recently do the July bonus episode. We do a bonus episode every month on the Patreon. And uh, it was just one question. Like, what is a healthy meta to you? And it's like, we could still talk. We could le- like talk where we left off yesterday. There's like infinite kind of perspectives on that. But we won't because you got to pay for that episode. So go over there and get it. <laughs> <laughs> pay for it, you bum. <laughs> right. what I said. Uh, That's what I said. Uh, yeah, dude. The, dude, one thing is that, man, everything ran, especially because it was West Coast to East Coast. I was just up so late Bro, every night. Crew battle. Four o'clock. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. like, what the heck is going on here? I was but, like, I'm obviously not going to bed. Like, I'm not a quitter. You know what I'm saying? What was Leo? Like, is Leo going to make the run? You know, he reset. That's how you like, know it's a good tournament, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're up all night. Sleeping like, isn't I, an option. I'm not going to sleep. I need to finish. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. too lit. It was too late. It yeah. was great, man. Jake also getting top eight with Steve. So Steve wasn't wasn't silenced. Steve was there. He was there. Uh, uh, 3 0 Gact in round one of top 12. Sonic's also uh, getting right outside of top eight. So still very consistent. Consistent. Like, Sonic's is a name that you should probably expect in that area of the bracket every yep. time he enters. It, guaranteed top 16. Like, yeah. yeah like, if, if not. Just, yeah. Just a shoe in for top eight, like most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, really interesting uh, top 12. Like I said, like a bit of all the, the fighter pass two there. But yeah. the, char- the character who won wasn't Steve or Kazuya. It was, it was Min Min. Do we, do we have that top eight graphic again? Chris, our production guy. I mean, it's uh, interesting that um, that D like this is also part of the things we talked about yesterday. But like, there were so many players that were supposed to go that didn't go that would change the entire bracket. Like T T only lost to Leo, right? Which yeah. is like, really unfortunate. And Proto only lost to Leo once, but Light was supposed to be at this tournament, right? And yeah. if you remember the last time that Light played Proto, Proto tried. Lucina for two games because Fox is like a bad matchup for Min Min. Then he went Min Min and that game was not close. And like, it's so interesting that like literally one player attending or not attending a tournament just changed the entire bracket. Like if Light performed like Light normally does, he probably would have been in that top like three area, right? And if he played against Proto, because Light was second seed, he would have been on the same side as Proto. So it... There's some things that are really interesting um, that could have changed the entire bracket, but I feel like that's always what's exciting about waiting for the next tournament because there's always one or two players, like big mm-hmm. name players, that weren't at the last one, and it's like, all right, how's it going to change up the bracket now? Like mm-hmm. this player won that last week, or this player did well last week, but like, how would they do? We we talked about this a lot, like just the dynamic of characters and players, and like X player beats this player but they lose to this player. It's it's kind of similar to like a tier list or a matchup chart. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Wait, do we have that graphic still, actually? Because it was interesting. We were talking about the changes, and, like, it's not necessarily just Fighter Pass 2, and we talked about it a little bit, but the responses to it as well. Like, Ken with Sephiroth is on there. Obviously, that's Fighter Pass 2. Proto with the main as the Min Min, and Lucina kind of taking that secondary spot. Leo having Rob on there is pretty much a direct result of Fighter Pass 2 existing, right? Yeah. Almost almost directly. T having Kazi on there. DeBuzz going Rosa. I feel like it's we're talking about how different. There's no Olimar on that card. Like, we said yeah. that in top 12 like pretty much everyone on here on that top eight except for jackal who's played wolf since day one and, and just is he's he's real for that well, not um, quite day one but pretty much day one yeah man. was he sonic in the beginning did he try pichu and then like pokemon trainer and oh okay yeah. you went through that but, That's uh, fine. but still yeah but cola the main is cloud and roy's on the back burner you know and then we got jacob there too obviously uh fighter pass too so it, it really is like a true statement not just for fighter pass to existing and being relevant yeah. as in people getting results with them but also how people are playing against them and what yeah we they need it's to a, do it's a, it's a huge topic and i like talking about it a lot because it's a gradual thing too players are becoming are having more of a dedicated plan and character selections for fighter pass 2 and we were talking about how hyped abuzz's run was and i didn't even really consider that it's probably a product of just like what he's up against yep uh and like he's True. developing around that um, so as lame as some of these characters can be, it also kind of creates new dynamics that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So yeah, people you know, cheer for Rob. Exactly. It's like, it just like, I don't know. Like if you asked, if you asked us on the show last week, like what's going to happen at double down, I don't think we would say that cause we knew about the Leo Rob as like a fun little science experiment, but <laughs> like, yeah, all the all, fifty thousand people are going to be cheering for Leo's Rob as he's like the underdog in Grand Finals. <laughs> like, what all a right. weird like outcome. So, Fighter Pass Two is definitely changing the game. Uh, you know, obviously in some bad ways and uh, in a lot of interesting ways too. But bad, huh? I mean, I mean, the game's perfect. True, Min Min is too lit. <laughs> big agree, big agree. Y'all know, y'all know me. I always say Min Min's the hero of the game. Oh God. Yeah, but bro, we talked about it. In we did, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Awesome. You gotta watch the Patreon episode. Yeah, Honestly, it, it was a really fun. good episode. It was fun. Yeah. I don't want to go through the whole. I'll give it up for again. us. We're, we're great. Yeah, true, true, true. We rule. True, yeah. True. <laughs> All right, around the horn one last time. I know we're gonna go here probably pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Oh, okay. I guess I'll go first. Uh, shout outs to Min Min winning an event. Yeah, um, I don't know. He, I don't know if he only won important sets with Min Min, or if he went Lucina. And oh, against Ken, he went Lucina, right? Yeah, he definitely won games with That's Lucina. Unfortunate. I was gonna say it's the first time like solo Min Min has really popped off, but it regardless, was he did, it wasn't like mostly Min Min. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mostly Min Min. It's lit. Glad Proto. In the interview with Charles said that Min Min is high tier because that is facts <laughs> spitting, but I can't say anything for a month. I am now banned from talking <laughs> about Min Min, just like how Charles is with Fox. Fox is trash again, and it's too lit. See you. A light took a break. That doesn't mean Fox is so broken. I, Actually, and Shogun and Shogun's Fox. I didn't Shogun's see any light top, top eight, dude. No Fox, no bro. Fox Shogun's Fox. Fox. What are you no talking Fox about? Shogun did yes. the MVD with Fox. Shogun's oh. Fox. He got the top 12. That's definitely not trash. That's definitely really good. Uh, it's one match. It's one match. Fox, that's a good oh, match for Fox. Goodness. You know? True. Oh my god. Jeez. All right, Charles. What's your last word here? Um. So shout out to Team Japan coming out. It's always a treat to watch them compete in the uh, different environments. I know we kind of got a glimpse of it at Battle of BC and Crown. I believe was a tournament in Utah, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think the one with Crown. T and the buzz. Yeah, yeah so I, I know we kind of got some glimpses of it, but this one felt like, you know, not not everyone was there. Obviously, we had some missing uh, U.S. and Mexico talent being like Light, Tweak, Spargo, right? Um, Meister, wasn't available. Yeah, Meister no. wasn't available, right? So obviously some top-level talent not there, but Leo was there and a bunch of other amazing players. And even I, I just want to shout out how stacked that tournament was, even if you just don't look at the top end. Yeah. When me and E got on to commentate our first set of top 128, it was Bloom versus Proto. That's crazy. Yeah, That is insane that that is my first like match I'm going to commentate in top 128. So... I mean, just that, like that did Proto go? Team, I'm know? curious. It was three one in Proto's favor. Bloom was like definitely figuring it out. I actually was I, he I Min Min or Lucina? It was Min Min. 
Interesting. I want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I he, actually Proto might have gone both because I know Proto likes to switch in the, between the sets mm. too. But I, it, it was a, it was a good set. But I mean, just amazingly stacked. Uh, Shoutouts to USA winning the crew battle. I know at, at the end of the day in singles, you know. Japan did kind of take over the singles bracket, but the crew battle, it was cool to see USA win. I actually had Japan favored in that crew battle. Like when I looked at just the talent lineup and I was like, if I were to side bet, I would have side bet Japan. But I mean, USA pulled through and clutched it clutch up. Clutch Moose. Yep. Yeah, Cosmos clutched it True. up in the in the face of Mr. Electric himself. <laughs> All right. I'll shout out the dudes from Georgia, man, they're so good. Jazzo was one set short of top 16. Cola finding a lot of consistency through his frustration too, which is great. Obviously going to cloud a little bit more like we've already said. Uh, and then Mugen as well doing, I think he was two sets shy of top 16. So Georgia always just kind of crushing it, to be real with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love all those players too. Love the little meta they have over there and all that stuff. It's great. And shout outs to taking breaks. Uh, I'm going on my honeymoon. I will be gone for two weeks. So I can wait to chill and relax and not just, you know, obviously I'll miss the podcast and all that good stuff, but it's good to What relax. about playing Smash with me at three in the morning? Oh, well, yeah. We're well, I mean, realistically, I was about to say, realistically, it'll be like 10 a.m. So you're chilling. Yeah, oh, okay. true. Yeah, we'll be good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to take a break, but I already have events lined up. So I'm excited to like chill and take a break but have those to look forward to because obviously yeah. i miss doing commentary and all stuff between the wedding and just being busy like it's just been i'm going to a lot of events and i miss it but i'm happy to take a break and i think everybody should think about that too like especially players players uh, to's commentators like, like give yourself a break man like we kind of went from zero to 150 so quick out of quarantine like events were seemed like in two weeks they were just back especially august august is so stacked so make sure you you know, take care of yourselves and do all that shit. And I can't wait to go on my two week vacation. So there you go. Shout out to that. Yeah. Uh, I guess my final statement, obviously uh, we talked a lot about double down is uh, kind of similar to what Marcus talked about. I, I want to join the fray. I want to throw, I want to throw the bracket for a loop. Uh, I'm excited to keep practicing and I want to compete and that's about it. Uh, Shouts for watching. Uh, what was today's today's episode? Was what fifty six? Fifty six. God 56. dang! Wow. to that. Thank you everyone for supporting the show. And if you're interested in watching that bonus episode we were talking about, we do have a Patreon as well. And uh, thank you so much. Have a good one. See you. See you. Bye.